Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. The beat goes on. The beat goes on. Drums keep pounding a rhythm to the brain. Charleston was once the rage History has turned a page The minute the current thing goes on, speed goes on, the drums keep pounding a rhythm to the brain, la da 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 the grocery stores are supermodel, Up to war Electrically they keep a baseball score And the beat goes on The beat goes on Drums keep pounding a rhythm to the brain la da 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 Grandma's sitting chairs and reminisce. Boys keep chasing girls to get a kiss. The cars keep a going faster all the The beat goes on Drums keep pounding a rhythm to the brain La da 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 dee La da 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 And the beat goes on Yes, the beat goes on And the beat goes on Well, good afternoon, everybody. 
It's uh, a little after 5 o'clock on a Wednesday here at Pacific Time. Um, now we're getting deep into November. November 7th, 2018. And, you know, in my opinion, in some ways we're a lot better than we were five years ago, and in some ways we're worse. How could that be, Joe? Well, because in a lot of ways we're duped. We believe we've accomplished things that we haven't accomplished, and we feel that because we passed some little measure or some little thing that the work is done or that we're taking baby steps so it's okay. Um, But we still have people in prison for this plant that we all celebrate and use as we see fit and start businesses and, and millions and billions of dollars are getting invested and People are experts, and the labs are labbing, and the people are doing this, and all of this stuff's happening. And yet, every single day, people are getting arrested, charged. The drama, the trauma, the the PTSD, the all the things negative. <clears throat> that are connected with prohibition are still happening today as they ever were. And in some ways they're happening worse than they ever were. And we're blind to it now because we passed a law. We, we got legalized it. We made it to where somebody can do something somewhere, somehow, and not have to worry so much. We did that. Good job. I appreciate that. But I wish that we would have thought out what we did a little better. I wish that we would be committed to the end game a little better, and I wish that we wouldn't keep going as though nothing is still wrong because there's still people locked up today, right now, in all aspects of our prison system, in county jails, in holding cells, in state prisons, in federal prisons. People are, are have had their assets seized. They've lost their children. They've lost their jobs. They've had their homes taken. They have uh, died because they weren't able to get the medicine that they needed to stay alive. They've undergone endless trauma in courtrooms across uh, America and across the the world, and still happening. And we like to have scapegoats and blame this person or that person. Don't even get me started on that unless you have some real facts you want to bring into a real conversation and sit down and be dissected by the truth, because that's what will happen. I welcome you. I welcome anybody to tell me how this is any one person's fault except for our our own. I welcome you to explain to me how these little victories end up with the end game, that this is just going to happen because it's going to happen. I welcome you to explain to me why this plant needs to be taxed and regulated, but if you're willing to get into that conversation, be, be willing to get into a serious conversation. Um, and yep, Jeff Sessions got fired by Trump, and for everybody who thinks that that's our salvation, I'm sorry. I'm truly sorry. 
we're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, we're going to talk about a lot of things, but first let's just start the show. That's sort of just an initial salvo rant. Um, I've got a lot of words in me today. Hopefully my voice will hold out. I appreciate everybody coming out here. This is A Cup of Joe brought to you by the Coffee Party, Coffee Party Radio Network. And uh, the show itself is brought to you by The Human Solution and me, Joe. Um, we got Lisa Woldrich here, Vice President of the Human Solution International. She is running the <clears throat> Facebook cesspool stream. And um, I am operating the YouTube, um, hopefully not cesspool stream. Um, currently, right now, i got Colleen and hopefully Bobby. How's it going? Patrice. How you doing, Patrice? Mike and Sarah. Hopefully, you guys will call in. Tell us what happened in Kansas. Um, Glenn Keeling, you'll be calling in, hopefully. And we will definitely, uh, you know, we got a hell of a conversation. This show works best when you participate. Um, anybody who knows me knows what I think about this stuff. Uh, I hear we got our asses kicked in Kansas. I'm sorry to hear that, but I want to hear about it. I want to hear, you know, it's something that's really important. I, I, I'm on a quest to learn anything I can, anywhere I can, and to be a better person and to make the world better. It's what I do um, the second I wake up till the second go to, I go to sleep. And, hell, I probably – actually, I do. I do it in my dreams sometimes, too. One of the things that I've noticed about – making yourself better because, you know, it's a Gandhi saying, I think, you know, be the change that you want to see in the world. And I want to see a change in the world. I want to see a lot of changes in the world. So I try to exemplify that if I can. And what I find, and as I'm learning more and studying and being around and living, you know, life is your biggest school. You know, just get out there and do it. Live. Show up. Um, one of the things that you find out as you quest to make things better, to accomplish, to achieve, <clears throat> is a measure of success is your measure of failures. How many times did you fail? Because if you didn't fail much, you probably aren't doing much. And so to see Kansas got her ass kicked, I said, well, at least they were out there trying. Okay? Because there's a lot of places that got their asses kicked by not even showing up. And the incumbents go on, and they keep coming on and coming on. California is a horrible example of that. I'm disgusted by what's happened in California. But I'm more disgusted by the lack of, of vision there was. There wasn't really a lot of good choices. There was bad and worse. Again, there was the evil we know and the evil we just got about to find out. And it happened again and again and again. Some of the evil that we know stayed. Makes me even sicker. Ken Calvert, still my fucking congressman and he's a scumbag of all scumbags i wish he wasn't here i wish he wasn't my congressman i wish anybody else was but nobody else stepped up nobody else put the effort in to beat him and he lost i mean he won we lost everybody else but him so that's the way it is we got a a guy down in san diego that's uh indicted for felony crimes corruption charges and he smoked him over there so that's what we do. We bring those kind of people back in. We got Gavin Newsom as our new governor. Wait to see how that works out. I'm going to throw up in my stomach. But what do we have to choose from? Do we have somebody with a vision that had some common sense behind us? Um, I don't think so. 
So what do we do? We keep going down the same roads. We keep going down, and we keep going in these endless loops. We swing right. We swing left. And the same bullshit keeps happening. The, the, the rich keep getting richer, and the poor keep getting poorer. And we keep getting our asses kicked. And even though we feel like we're gaining on this, look at it. Look at it really. Look at it really. And see, what does it take to be legal? And what happens now when you're not legal? Okay. What happens? Well, guess what? There's a whole new set of criminals out there because the legal guys are pointing their fingers at you. Pointing their fingers at you going, look, he's not compliant. We need to go after those non-legal people. You know, I had a conversation again with a lab. It's just a conversation, all right? I don't even have a college education, but I've been doing what I've been doing for a long time, and I'm good at it. And I work with testing labs on a fairly regular basis. And I'm working with a product that's uh, a nanoparticle, meaning that it's a very, very small particle. And what it does is it becomes so small that it can't be seen by an HPLC, meaning the type of uh, lab equipment used to test something. Now, I have this material made by a PhD who used to own the lab that tests it. And the guy's son is also a scientist, and he has brand-new equipment to test it. And I get this nanomaterial from one PhD, and I bring it to another to get it tested, and they can't find it. I get a lab report back that says there's nothing here. And I go back to the lab director, and I say, well, you know, this is nanoparticle material uh, created or, or um processed by Dr. Haskin, uh, who you know and respect because he used to own your damn company, and we have standards by which we achieved this concentration, and can you run it again? And so she runs it again. She goes, oh, well, we changed the dilution on this, and we were able to now see it, but because of the particle size, we could not quantify what it is. And I'm telling myself, this is the science that we're dealing with, people. The cannabis plant has over 400 compounds in it, and I have proven to labs over and over and over that they don't have a clue what they're looking at. I have proven labs wrong right and left and sideways uh, with their own numbers, and none of them have an answer. And yet, we are told standards have to be in a certain way, and these labs are supposed to validate it. And if we're not following these standards this certain way and these labs don't validate it correctly, then clearly what we're doing is poisonous or toxic or inferior or wrong. And that's what we've been groomed, brainwashed, talked into, um, convinced of. And I think what happens, and my goal with this show is to be more effective. We're going to talk about these goals and, and other goals. My goal is to build the A-team, and we're going to talk about that more. But in being effective, we sometimes have to look at a problem and say, how do we get here to this place that we are willing to tell our government and the people that we're going to make this so safe that we're going to have standards that are so stringent that only the safest and most 
safe things will get through, and everything else is poison. And yet, there still is not one single validated case where any human being has been proven to have been killed or has died directly, specifically, and only because of a cannabis overdose. I hear people making claims all the time, oh, the numbers of deaths that are on the rise. This guy got in an accident and he smoked pot. Fake news. So therefore, that pot that he smoked caused him to die. Well, okay. I can make all kinds of arguments for anything. You want to get into that arena? Come aboard. Let's talk. But the truth is, if our opposition had a single case, one case, of a human being ingesting cannabis to the point that it killed them of a verifiable overdose, we would lose. We would lose. So it's our complete truth of the relative safety of this plant as opposed to every other substance on the planet. And I'm not one of the safer guys. I'm not that cool. But it's true. There would be hard to find a substance on this planet that is safer safer than this plant. So why do we give up so easy? Why do we give up before we even start? Why do we give away everything just to get back anything? How, how do we deal backwards? You know, the art of the deal is to come in heavy and then give up something and get closer to what you want. But we do it backwards. We're like, oh, well, we give up. Oh, can we have something, please? No, we won. We won. Oh, we're legal. And then we got people like Glenn and Peggy Keeling who are facing felony charges. We've got uh, Darren and, and, and his whole team uh, up in Ohio. They're getting their asses whipped, but they're going to win. They're going to win because they keep showing up. They're going to win because they're not going to take a deal. They're going to win because we stand behind them. They're going to win because we're bringing the education and the truth to the people. And Prohibition doesn't like that too much. But it only works when we actually bring the irrefutable truth. It only bring it only works when we keep showing up day after day. It only works when we stand together with some sort of unity and put aside our our bullshit differences, our our political issues. This is not a political issue. This is a human rights issue. I have watched in the last well, let's see, I was 18 and I think 1984, and now it's 2018. So in 30-some years of being a voter, I've watched our political spectrum swing far right, far left, toward us to the middle, sort of to the middle, far right, far left, and guess what? federal government hasn't changed its position whatsoever. In fact, the congressmen that put together the major legislation that's made the changes got voted out of office. Where do we sit now? That Rohrbacher Farman going to hold weight now? Probably not so much. Is he going to do anything more? Nope, he's not working anymore. Out of office. 
My goal with this show and with this organization is to build a team of people that are willing to do what it takes to end prohibition, to end it, to lay the groundwork for public sentiment to support a world where no one gets locked up for this plant anymore. What do we want? I'm going to tell you what I want. I want a world where it doesn't matter if I have a pot plant growing in my front yard. I want a world where I don't have to worry about losing my job or losing my commercial driver's license or losing my military um, clearance or whatever. I want a world where things are judged by their merit regarding this plant, just like anything should be. If you operate a crane and that crane kills somebody and you just got done doing dabs to the point where you can't function, then that's not the pot's problem. That's your problem. You rendered yourself useless. If you do something stupid and act in a way that harms somebody, then your action caused that harm, not this plant. You know, where's the accountability? Why don't we have accountability for our problem? Our our problem is that we still live in a world where people can get taken to prison because of this plant. And we let it happen, and we still let it happen, and we let it happen today and we let it happen yesterday, and my guess is, I'll bet a nickel today, that says we're going to let it happen tomorrow. It's probably happening right now. And until we stop it, and until we're not willing to take it anymore, and until we do everything we can, it's our fault. It's not the poor bastards that are doing what they're there to do. A rattlesnake is a rattlesnake. A crocodile is a crocodile. You go jumping into a rattlesnake pit, you're going to get bit. You swim in a river with crocodiles, you're going to get eaten. And yet we keep electing these people, knowing full well what they're going to do, and then we complain about it. I don't understand that. And I get people that are willing to go, yeah, 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 but then when I say, well, what are we going to do about it? And I can't get them to complete a fucking little task. So I'm looking for the people that will show up and will help me end this. And I'm going to talk about more about how we can do it, really, not just talking on a radio show, but actually doing something. Why don't we have a plan that is being executed that has an end game? Our end games are always some bullshit legislation, and that's not ever going to be the answer. It never happens. I read a little thing today. I was actually posting this show on Facebook, which is, couple of times a week I'll get on Facebook anymore and there was a video and it was about Arnold Schwarzenegger and I've been studying people that are remarkable uh, I don't know most of my life I just got done reading a gigantic uh, autobiography of of um, George Washington I got to the end of it and I have probably very seldom been 
as awestruck about an individual as of this person. And the sheer volume of things that he did and the sheer volume of willingness to show up every single day and always do the right thing. And even when he was doing the wrong thing, he acknowledged it. And even though all of society said it was okay, he had a problem with it. And ultimately, before he died, he fixed it in his own self. He didn't fix it for the country, but he recognized it and he struggled with it. And all the way to the last breath he took, he he had dignity and and honor, and he did the right thing, the very best way. And I wish there was more of that in all of us. But I just read this little blurb about Arnold Schwarzenegger, and I find Arnold Schwarzenegger an amusing actor, not particularly brilliant, but amusing. I thought he was a mediocre governor, um, certainly not brilliant. And what I do find amazing about him is where he came from and what he did, what he accomplished, and his willingness to do what it took to get wherever he went, you know, he came to America with nothing, and he struggled, and he struggled, and he, he had a dream and a vision, and he was willing to sacrifice, and he showed up every single day, and he worked really hard and hard and hard and hard and hard until he got something. And then he took that, and he looked to the next piece, and he was always looking ahead to the next piece, and he had a plan, and he accomplished that plan. And ultimately, regardless of what you think about him and his, his, his ways and the things he's done, good or bad or sideways, he was able to accomplish without any excuses, without any reasons why I couldn't do it. I just throw up in my mouth every time people give me reasons why they didn't do something. It sickens me. And it doesn't mean it's not legitimate. It doesn't mean it's not okay. You have a right to do or not do anything. I'm not here to challenge your free, to, your free will. But to be a victim about things to me is unacceptable. I'm not okay with that. And when you tell me that you can't do it because i got to do this or I can't do that or whatever, I say to myself, why am I working with you? Because my goal is to end prohibition, and I need a team of people that will help me end prohibition. And that's what I'm looking for right now. And I don't need a team of 1,000 people. I don't need a team of 100 people. I need a team of people willing, thank you, to do what it takes to free these people, to free all of us. And we can do it. If we set our minds to doing it and are willing to do it, it's not going to take that damn many of us. We need to, each one of us, come together with a plan. And I have a good little team. And our next mission is to reach out and teach the teachers and inspire the uninspired and get the people willing to step up and do one more thing. Because as long as you're willing to smoke pot, you're a hypocrite. You're a hypocrite. I'm sorry. We're all hypocrites because we're not willing to end prohibition. We're willing to smoke it when the other guy can't. I'm sorry. You know, George Washington struggled with slavery. That was a horror. It, it Today is a horror. He had slaves, and he struggled with that. And he recognized his own hypocrisy. 
as he led a nation to become a nation based on the principles of liberty and freedom. And he encouraged people to stand up and fight against oppression, and yet he held people in bondage against their will. And he recognized his own hypocrisy, and he struggled with it till his last breath. I don't struggle with this. I say we need to end it. I say I'm not okay with these little baby steps. And so I'm looking to make a plan. We have a call with the executive team of the Human Solution International on Tuesday and Thursday mornings. And this team is a great team. I'm I'm so pleased to be working with them. Um, But I want to set a separate call. It's outside of this, and of course, these guys will probably be there on it. But I want to set a call for people who are willing to draft out a plan to end prohibition once and for all, to actually do it. And if you're going to get on this call, I'm going to ask you for a pledge, for a commitment. And the commitment's simple. Are you willing to show up until this is done? And not just do a little thing and then go on your way, because that's why we've lost. That's why we continue to lose. That's why we've not accomplished our goals. So I'm easy to reach. Um, Get a hold of me. Reach out. You can reach out through the Human Solution website. That's actually probably the best way to do it so we can coordinate this. But before next week, I'm going to have a call, even if just one person wants to do it. I'll do it with one person to bring one more person and, and get them to be committed, to, to work with them and inspire and, 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 and forge a plan. Um, I've got Glenn Keeling and Peggy out in Ohio, um, locking arms, solid. I can feel them from 3,000 miles away. i got Pete and Helen Yapel. Um, they just came out from, from New York. i got Craig Cecil. There's a reason why we do this. Calling from federal prison.
particular district really didn't have much to do with. And, um, yeah, he got beat. He got beat. So it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of, we, we got some victories, but um, Kansas got their asses kicked from what I heard. I think Oklahoma got a victory. I'm, I'm not, I haven't gotten details on it, but I think, I think Oklahoma passed some state legislature at least. Uh, I think that's college from a federal prison. Not Oklahoma. It's a on, uh, Missouri. Marijuana. Yeah, I think I'm sorry. It was Missouri, not 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 Oklahoma. It was um, I think Missouri passed something. But anyways, I mean we we made some progress. We keep making some progress. But you know the thing that's funny is that there's a lot of people screaming about Jeff Sessions how he got fired. So. So now everything's going to be okay, but they don't get how this works. And it's one one attorney general doesn't make the law, and his successor isn't really any better than he was with regards to our policies. I don't know if he's going to get along better with the president or not, but his, his thoughts um, about cannabis are no better than Jeff's were. I'm really not. I'm kind of at a loss to know what to expect there. I'm. I'm not. <laughs> I don't know. I, I maybe change is good. I. I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, I. I. I think that the change has to come more from us, more from the people. We. We. We expect our legislature to fix everything, and that the rule of law is the only rule. And the truth is, public sentiment is the thing that really changes things. And unfortunately, I was just ranting about this, is we get things to the 70% mark, and we let some things happen, and we make it okay for certain things, and then we go rest on our laurels. And meanwhile, you know, the government's just coming to work. They don't care. You know, they're looking for a way to collect money. They're looking for a way to, to, to you know, battle demons and keep their keep their agencies humming along and getting funded and and bringing people up higher up the ladder with victories and how do you get victories in a war well you take people out that's how you do it and so it's it's continuing on but i i'm on a mission to build an a-team just a few dedicated people that are willing to uh get in there and start teaching the teachers you know really start getting the the truth about all of this and and how to make real social change beyond just passing a law here or there. That's it. That's it. Well, I'm I'm sitting with my uh, fingers crossed, hoping that you know the new Congress and the new AG, you know, changes policy into a, a direction we want to see. Hopefully, we've got some more brave, uh, you know, con- congressional members coming on board. So we'll see if they really want to follow the will of the people. Well, I did hear that there was, um, and it might have just been a state uh, bill that passed, but um, something that gave felons back their right to vote in a in a more direct way. <clears throat> and I think it is every, every felon except for murderers and sex offenders are going to be uh, able to get their right to vote back. Um, in, in places that they're not. So, and I don't know 
if it's just a California thing. I heard it on a California news, but um, at least there's some social change being done. You know, there, there's a lot of um, examining of the criminal justice system. You know, in California, they make these these laws that let a lot of people out, but they don't govern who gets out, right? And so what happens is they end up inadvertently throwing the baby out with the bathwater sometimes because they let out sex offenders and they let out people. You know, we got these weird uh, guidelines of what's considered a violent criminal, and these lines sometimes cross over into some pretty dark shit, and they let people out, and then, of course, they turn around and do the same thing that they did, and then the opponents go, see, we're just raising the, you know, the, the, the criminal element. we got to get back to our tough-on-crime mentality and, you know, the same logic that we had back in the 80s that caused all this stuff to happen to begin with is happening again. That's true. And the feds, they just had a, a Supreme Court case that, what it, in application, that allowed uh, people with three prior convictions, three violent prior convictions, or three serious drug offenses and violent convictions, that they would get an early release. 1,400 of them had been released since the uh, inaction of that Johnson decision from the Supreme Court, and already over 600 of them are locked back up again, many of them having committed new violent crimes. So they're saying, you know, what's the use of criminal justice when if we left them in the prison in the first place, you know, we wouldn't have all these victims. <laughs> it's, just, it's just not apples to apples. I mean, how do you compare a marijuana offender to a guy with three violent prior convictions? Well, you know, that's that's the part that's going to require a little bit of common sense. And it's uh, unfortunately because it seems that there's all these politicking and loopholes. Here's an example. California uh, got a ballot initiative on the ballot. And you know, California is a real uh, progressive tax and regulate kind of a place. And the state government had gotten a tax by another gas tax that added 30 cents a gallon to our gas, <clears throat> with, of course, the claims that it's all going to the roads and the usual bullshit. Well, the some people had gotten together enough grassroots work and got signatures to – get a repeal bill on the ballot. Well, what happens, though, is it has to go to the California Attorney General <clears throat> to get the language of the ballot. Well, they they worded the ballot in such, I mean, the initiative in such a way that made people think yes was no and no was yes. And they always get the <clears throat> firefighters and the police to vote for taxes because that's how they get all their shit funded. So, they do all these ads over and over and over again about, you know, the firefighters and the bridges and the policemen and, and safety and all this, and they shot down that bill that, you know, cost us an extra 30 cents a gallon, and California is taxed to the hill. We have people in an exodus because of the taxes out here. And it's just getting worse, not better. And our, you drive down our roads, and they're the worst roads in the world. They've been pissing away these funds. 30 years ago, they, we passed a lottery, 
that was supposed to make our schools fixed. And 30 years later, and billions of dollars supposedly put to the schools, and our schools are still some of the worst in the nation. It's all just a bunch of politics, and politics begets politics. And that's what we got to get changed. So we've got to be some real – somebody's got to get in there and, and start to have some real honest conversation about what's really happening. Why don't we dissect some of these budgets and look at where the money really went? I don't ever see that. Do you? No, you're right. And uh, politics rules the day, unfortunately. No, it's it's so true. You know, and the people, I guess we had a pretty good voter turnout from what I heard um, relatively to for a midterm election. But it comes down to, okay, great. So a bunch of people showed up one day. One day out of 365, what they do the other 364? And the truth is, only the politicians showed up to work, and the guys that got on the ballot, the guys that got those initiatives on, they're the only ones that, that worked throughout the year. And that was all we had to choose from. <clears throat> and it's our fault, you know. If enough people were, were, were serious about making real change, we would dedicate more energy to it, and that's what I'm here trying to make happen. One thing I wanted to touch on is maybe a little common sense that I'm trying to apply to a matter here in the prison that really has made for a, an emotional conundrum for me for the last few days. Is that I've told you that there's a rash of K2 or just these chemical things that guys are taking that. I mean, oh, yeah, you see them just flopping all around on the floor and drooling and convulsing. And, I mean, they, they call it K2. I don't know what it is, but, I mean, it's, it's chemical. I don't understand why any... It's college from a federal prison. I don't know why anybody volunteered to take it from the <laughs> I hear you. But, uh, but the problem is, is the, the uh, administration is using that... K2 is an excuse for everything. Uh, just about every time they, I told you there's been a real rash of uh, staff on inmate assaults lately, and uh, all the reports seem to read that uh, while the inmate was high on K2 and attacked our officer, so we had to beat him up. Right. And uh, as you know, I, I fight a lot of that paperwork, but a guy that I'm the closest to at work was scheduled to be released right, at, uh, right on January 1st. And um, he's getting released to a rural area in Michigan. And, um, I mean, he and I have been close for a few years out there, real active and all that. On Sunday, he he smoked, apparently, or smoked, or however you take A2. Uh, basically went to his cell, laid down on the floor, and died. Oh, man. And, wow. Uh, so now I, you know, I, you know, fight the paperwork all the time for them trying to prosecute people without any proof whatsoever, alleging that they have some involvement in K2. But by the same token, you know, I don't want the K2 in here, and I I definitely don't like what it did to my buddy, who was, like I say, he was essentially on his way out the door. Wow. So that's really turned out to be a must because apparently there's no real way to test or it's an expensive way to test that the BOP won't do to test the sub substance and see if it is K2, or to test the person and see if they're high on it. But instead, there's just all kinds of wild accusations. And uh, they take away people's good time. Uh, 
some of these people end up spending, you know, six months more in prison over a K2 allegation where there's actually no proof at all. Yeah, that's the so, problem in a place like that right. is an allegation can be stronger than the truth. And what you you know, out here at least you have an ability to, you know, bring it to a, a third party out where you're at, it's word against word and one word carries more weight. And that K two yeah, is a terrible thing, man. It's uh it's uh tiny poison. It's it's poison is what it is. It's these chemicals yeah. that you don't even know what they are. They don't even they change it all the time. And uh, it's killing people all over the place because it's cheap. Well, I'm thinking maybe the BOP and maybe the uh, Drug Enforcement Agency needs to spend a lot of that money they used to imprison people like me or chase around other marijuana. Maybe they ought to use that to come up with some good tests to figure out, you know, if a substance is K2 and, you know, and really go after the K2 rather than the stuff that's not killing anybody. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Well, maybe we'll do some research on that and, uh, you know, see if there's something we can do. I think we just lost him. Yeah, oh, you still there. Unfortunately, here a lot of people are dying. Yeah. Well, well, I know the second beep already hit. We're going to lose you any second. Any last uh, thoughts? Oh. There it was. You know, Craig didn't seem like he was in the best of spirits today. <clears throat> One of the things that I'm always um, I'm always inspired by Craig because he's in a spot where he can't get out of unless we do something about it. And the law is probably not going to help him anytime soon. It's going to take more than that, it's going to take public sentiment. It's going to take public sentiment. The one force that cannot be stopped when enough people decide they really want to do something, they're willing to do it, leading by example and getting other people to stand up and lead by example and get that reaction to happen. Look at how nuclear fission and nuclear fusion happen. Nuclear fusion is very different because when it happens enough, it starts to make itself happen. And look at the star, look at the sun out there, the source of all of our life here on the planet. Without it, we're all dead, and it's a fusion reaction. It's a type of reaction that we can be part of on a social level. What is it going to take to get one person to care? You know, I'm going to inspire or I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask, call in now, Sarah. I'm, I'm just blathering, but I'm blathering about important stuff. What's it going to take you to get one more person to come to the fold to recognize that this is a value, a valued, this is a noble enough effort that's worth your effort to, to put aside some of that gaming time, to put aside some of that Facebook time, to put aside some of that texting time, to put aside some of that TV time, put aside some of that just being spaced out time. How much time do we spend on ourselves to do nothing every day that accomplishes nothing. What if we were to dedicate 5, 10, 15 minutes a day, just that, only? It would add up. It would add up so much that we would end prohibition in a very short period of time because the growth would become exponential. 
as enough people would dedicate this much time and actually do it. 15 minutes a day, if you could dedicate, get one person to commit 15 minutes a day to real action, get them on this call that I'm putting together. Have them reach out to me say, I'm willing to dedicate 15 minutes a day. And I mean it, 15 minutes a day. Some of us put hours and hours a day. Some put hours most days and don't put any effort in some days. But it's the daily effort that makes the change. There's a concept called neuro-linguistic programming, and it's, it's the idea of how our brain works. And our brains are designed to patterns create habits. And just as it is a negative thing when we decide to get in a bad habit, <clears throat> a lazy habit, um, an addictive habit, whatever it is, we're real easy to do it. And when we get into a habit, it's hard to get out of. But we can do the same thing with good habits. See workout junkies, adrenaline junkies, success junkies. You see people that 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 are driven and they get into a habit. You know, people that are that that dominate other people. And there's all kinds of habits that this can be. But you can create a pathway, a habit. You can create a a, a way of being that has a goal. Make the world where we can have more freedom, more liberty less oppression, less tyranny. What if we were to dedicate 15 minutes a day to that? Get me somebody that's willing to do that, and I'll direct it, and I'll make something out of it. I promise you. I promise you. Okay. Um, you know, Craig Cecil, it's, if you haven't gotten a hold of him, if you haven't written to him, if you haven't uh, let him know that you're out here and you care, you know, you might want to think to do it. He's a good guy. I've been friends with him, um, I don't know, probably about six years now. And we've been talking not just on the radio, but uh, in person, letters, emails, uh, and phone calls. And uh, he's not the only one, but he's one that doesn't belong there. And when I hear his spirit kind of down, it, 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 it gets me. That being said... Um, we got a couple of people that I need you all to put some attention to. Um, Tom Corby is going through a dark time right now, and he's not on the phone right now, and I don't know if he's going to be. I hope he is, um, but I've talked to him a couple of times in the last couple of weeks, and he's gotten an injury to his back, and um, he hasn't had, you know, we passed these laws in California that let some people do some things and others not, and it's hard. The cases aren't so many as they were, and, and most people, um, you know, aren't fighting the way they were, and um, we still got so much work to do, but he doesn't feel like he has much of a purpose, and I'm probably um, speaking out of turn, and, and I'm probably exposing something I shouldn't be, but I care enough about him that I want people to reach out to him and just let him know how important the work he does is and let him know that we need him. Um, I worry about him right now, and I, I definitely know how important he is to the human solution. He has um, inspired me from the minute I met him, and we worked together um, for years fighting cases and and I've always considered him to be a pillar of, of confidence and, and leadership and um, inspiration. But, you know, he hurt his back. 
and uh, he's not a spring chicken, and, um, you know, pain can do things to a man's mind and spirit, and um, I just want, if you have a, a prayer in your mind and your heart, if you have a thought, an intention, a visualization, however you do it, um, you know, please see Tom Corby, look at his Facebook picture and, and and see that tall, thin man just beaming with personality. Um, see him as a picture of hell. See him up there standing upright, tossing the horseshoes, you know, raising his arms in victory. We need him. And I uh, really would like, if anybody could reach out, send him a good message. Hopefully he'll join the show today. Hopefully he'll be up to it. Um, so that's one person. And then the second is uh, Becca Nichols is uh, the human solution treasurer, but she's a lot more than that. She's um, the webmaster of the website. She's done most of the work on that website. Um, she's been the chief editor of, of articles, and um, that the, she's written many, many of our articles, press releases, um, she's one that shows up every day. She's never had a reason why she couldn't do it. Um, her and I, in a couple of ways, in a couple of times, we, we've we've told to told to each other in a time when we were kind of struggling as a group. That you know what, if it's just you and me, we'll keep it going, and we agreed to that. And and I know she would honor it. And. Of course, it never even got close to that, but, um, you know, when, when there was, uh, you know, a lot of misinformation going on and things were, were, were going through some turmoil, uh, she was always there. Well, she's got a dog that she's shared her life with, her companion, for a long, long time, and she's very, very close to this dog, and the dog's got lymphoma and is in a downward spiral right now, and... Um, you know, we've done what we can do. We've sent out things to help, but um, it looks like it's it's in the last minutes, last days, and it's just really hitting her hard. And she said, you know, she's never experienced a real loss um, like this before. And uh, she was going to come on the show today and share a story, an amazing story about a, a walk across this country. Um, and we're going to talk about that a little bit, and hopefully maybe next week she'll be feeling up to up to it. Um, but she's not, and I, I my heart aches a little bit for her. Um, I'm not a person that's particularly emotional generally. Um, I'm not a person that that is is uh, ruled by my feelings. But I've learned that there's a difference between um, knowledge and passion and sympathy and empathy and compassion. And I ask each of you who are on this show or who might listen to the show later on um, to reach in and, and look for some compassion, uh, whether you are empathetic or not, or whether you're passionate or not, or or just see if you can find it in yourself to be sympathetic. To care.
care about the well-being of another person as though it's your own. That's a gift that I think drives this organization, um, and it needs to drive this organization. And I think that finding that compassion activates a, a neuro-linguistic pathway. If we can begin to feel compassion, maybe we can do it easier the next time and find more and more ways to do it and be driven to act. So if you can, think about these guys. They they have a Facebook presence. They're uh, on our website. Um, um, they're good folks. So anyways, um, we got Michael and Sarah online next. Michael and Sarah are an inspiration to me. Uh, they're a young couple that uh, came to me through uh, one of our people that I met in Kansas when I was out helping um, the character case. And they came to me through a business uh, venture that I'm doing, and, and we're working together on, on a business level. But um, in working with them and talking to them, there's a a passion, a, a, a youthful energy, um, a drive that I look for. And it's hard to find because usually when you find it, it's already directed and it's already doing its own thing and it's already not looking for help. It's not looking to help you. Um, but these guys are really seem to be true to their cause. Um, they've, they've stepped in and helped out with the Bleeding Kansas, Advocate, Kansas Advocates and uh, Lisa Sublitz Group who is you know, again, one of my personal little heroes, um, the work that they do is selfless and compassionate and, and very much in line with what we do, in line with our, with our mission and our heart's mission. And, you know, I've always tried to be careful of breaking people. I'm one of these people that's a, a juggernaut. I will not be broken and I got enough whatever it is to to carry whatever I need to, but I have many times in my life brought, you know, passionate people into the fold, and they want to do more, and I give them more, and they want to do more, and I give them more, and they want to do more, and I give them more, and pow, they break. So somewhere down the line, I, I came aware of that, and I've been careful, or try to be careful now, when people come in and they're exuberant and passionate, um, I try to I try to be careful to bring people in a measured way and get to know them and give them a little something to do. Um, a month back or so, maybe it was a little longer, I'm not the best with time, I noticed that they had signed up um, as members of the Human Solution. I was really impressed. They signed up in, a, I think, an associate sponsor level. And I was... I was excited. I was like, yeah, you guys, I, I wasn't pushing for that to happen, but I was certainly excited that it did happen. And I, uh, you know, we started talking, and, you know, we had a couple of chapters in Kansas that were struggling and not doing much or not doing anything, and I was kind of winding them down because I'd rather have, you know, a few good chapters that are doing a lot than a whole bunch of, you know, uh, symbols on the wall that didn't mean anything. And then they came and they decided they were willing to set up and, and start a chapter, and, and we talked about that and uh, what it meant. And, and, you know, what it means to be a chapter today is 
a little different. There was a time when we were very um, meticulous about training and things had to be a certain way and you had to have all these different roles and people and, and it was for a reason. Um, but at that time we had a lot more people and a lot less commitment, a lot more people and a lot more chaos, a lot more people and um, a lot more people with their own agendas. Now we have fewer people, but the people that are active in this organization today are committed, and we've really created a, a powerful team. Um, <coughs> and they just seem to fit right in. And so they're our newest chapter um, that's chartered. We have another chapter coming in to uh, play in Central California. But uh, Mike and Sarah are, are just uh, a treat to be around to talk to, and they were very actively working in the political world, and they were campaigning and working to raise up a couple of candidates, and uh, they're going to give us an update here. So uh, Mike and Sarah, welcome to the show. Hang on a second. I'm clicking the button. It's not doing it. Oh, there we go. All right. Welcome to the show, you Mike guys. How are you? Welcome to the show. Hey, Joe. How are you doing? Oh, man. We're doing pretty good. Hello. Sarah said hi. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, as far as the political stuff goes, I mean, we got our asses kicked. Every single oh, no. person we wanted. Oh, yeah, listen. It, and But, you know, there was a lot of things to be learned out of this, man. Even on a federal level, some real interesting things kind of happened, man. And to be honest, I would really like to know who led that part of the Republican Party to do what they did. Because realistically, man, they set themselves up, starting right here in Kansas all the way to the national level amazingly dude it's just i just can't believe after you look at it from seeing it from how close we were to the elections and like talking to aides to these other you know gubernatorial candidates and stuff like that i mean we were really pretty close to a lot of this stuff talked to some of them in person you know we went to one of them's private party to watch the election but what happened was they didn't like or at least they said they didn't like chris kobach the one that they're talking about now being the Attorney General to the United States came out here and supported right. because, you know, for whatever reason. And uh, so what they did was they won. Listen, the one that won the governor's seat, Laura Kelly, is a Democrat. And okay. only she got elected by seven counties. Every single other county in the state voted Republican. Wow. And, uh, but, she's a, but she's a dummy governor. The whole Senate and stuff is all Republican. They won. They won every seat except for the governor. I mean, they might have, you know, they might have lost like three or four out of everything. But I mean, right. it's a, it's, it's a gridlock with a puppet governor. And the governor that we were so worried about getting is now going to the United States government. Wow. Wow. So what happened? Uh, what happened with the Attorney General race? Uh, Sarah Swain lost, and uh, what Derek? Derek Schmidt. Derek Schmidt won. Was it even close? Did she get? I mean, how did she do? No, no. Most of them did. She got blown out, didn't she? Sarah Swain. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They most of them got, and that's what's crazy about it is some of these weren't even close. Like it was wow. almost like they had this stuff planned out. The Democrats started out good, and 
Yeah, like yeah, the Democratic Party started out good, and then they just went. The Republicans just took flipped the whole thing all the way across the board, except for on the governor's but level. Yeah, that's true too. Chris Kobach has been convicted in federal court of flipping votes, and he is the Secretary of State. Wow. Well, you know, one thing, and of course, so, and I keep talking about this. You guys got out there and did it. You swam in it. You got to learn it. I helped out a candidate um, a few years back, and he was a libertarian can- candidate running for Congress. And uh, I've never, I never had done anything like that before. But I was part of his his, you know, political campaign and helped help to, uh, you know, get out there and, and, and do it and to uh, understand, to learn a little bit about about how it all works and, and what factors happen. It's not what people think necessarily. Um, it's, a, it's a hardcore experience. I, I, I didn't enjoy it, and it, it makes me, you know, people have asked me many times, you know, when are you going to run for something? I'm like, well, if I if I thought I could actually win in any way, shape, or form, I would do it. If I didn't have so much other work I'm doing that I think is equally as important, I would do it. But it takes such a commitment to campaign. If you're seriously going to have a, a a chance at doing it, you have to start today for the next seat and get out there and start your building your machine, start getting your messaging, start getting your talking points. Start getting used to speaking in public on the camera, uh, and 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 to really uh, develop that. That's what it takes today, and I I just wish that we would have some people that had the ability and the willingness to do that to get out there and do it, so that I could help to organize support for somebody. I would love to support somebody that I really believed in. This guy um, that I did support, I did believe in him. He would have made a good congressman. And, uh, you know, we thought a lot alike. And he actually, um, when I was locked up, was willing to put his house up. He had a, a beach house up on up in uh, Hermosa Beach. And he went, he actually went to put that house up to get me bonded out. Uh, that was the kind of guy he was. And that was after all of this, after he had lost. So um, right. I think that that's, at least we're learning, you know, if you don't try and fail, you don't have a chance. You know, to get a victory, you don't well, try. The good thing to come out of this is, and, you know, one of the things, especially with Farrah and the Bleeding Ad- Ad- Kansas Advocates, is people all know us. Like, when we show up, they we, they want to know, well, why, that we want to know why the weed ain't legal yet. As soon as they see Sarah get out of the car, like, oh, shit, there's that weed girl. Fuck. <laughs> Yeah, and it ain't no joke. And we can talk, you know, we can we talk to them on a personal level, like, hey, listen, bro, what's up, man? This is bullshit. You know it. I know it. What the fuck? And right. honestly, Joe, with the bottom line with that, what's going to happen is they are going to, you know, restrict it on some level, on the federal level, but they're going to release it to the states. The states are going to come up with their own little laws, and everybody's going to be complacent with that and not take it to the level that, you know, dude, this doesn't even, it's tomatoes, motherfucker. Why the fuck am I have to pay you to regulate this shit? And exactly. they're going to make people just complacent enough they're not worried about it being that legal. I mean, it's legal, and we don't need to do nothing else. You know what I mean? Because they're not fully aware. They're they're sheep. You know what I mean? They're just okay. We'll go with it. I I couldn't agree but, yeah. more. I couldn't agree more. The fight's not over though, man. We're gonna be tearing it up. Period. I guarantee you. 
Well, I I am absolutely, you know, I again, I if I go out to Kansas, you guys got to realize that I have to give my wife the opportunity to bring another chihuahua into our household. And so, if I see that there's Tell some her good reason, her one you can take. No, no, it's not that. It's I don't want a chihuahua. <laughs> Four of them already. <laughs> but what I'm saying to you guys right now is if you get this thing together, as it seems like you are, I am more than willing to come out there and help light that fire even hotter and uh, make it happen. So that's my commitment to making this stuff happen, is wherever there's a place, wherever there's enough people gathered together to really be serious about it, I I, I will throw a blasting cap into it. I promise you that. We appreciate that, Joe, a whole lot. Well, that's that's how we do it. That's how we're going to do it. And that's how, uh, you know, you guys' energy and commitment and, and now that the election cycle is over, we'll hopefully be able to work together and, and get some focus on some specific um, plans to help build that support. So the next time there's an opportunity, we're not, you know, starting from from second gear. We can We can start from the beginning and really kick it in. Right. Uh, well, our Facebook page is growing at a decent rate. We're up to, I think, 176 members, so we've been going for a little over, a little around a week. So. Well, we will definitely, uh, we'll, we'll definitely get and start uh, start promoting the active ones. And you know, we've we we spent, geez, a year clearing out all the old pages that were not active anymore. So now the the pages that are active, I'm going to start to you know, connect together. I think there's ways you can link these pages together, too, so that when somebody posts on a main page, I think it'll also show up on on the other pages it's connected to. I'm not sure how it works, but I think there's I some way I feel like I've just that. seen a link for that on Facebook, so if I stumble across it again, I'll let you know. Well, we're going to be um, – I'm going to be putting together a conference call uh, to work on a specific plan that's outside of our normal Tuesday-Thursday calls, and when I – when I get a couple of people willing to get on, um, I'll, I'll let the key people that I think might, you know, be willing to jump in on that, uh, and I would consider you guys as part of that, know when it's at. And I want to really start getting some focused uh, objectives and, and start reaching towards it. I, I see the finish line. I see it. And if I can see it, it's going to happen. I can guarantee you. Right. So... Absolutely. Well, we're excited. We're feeling a little beat down today, but you know how that goes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. you just shake it off and keep rolling. That's the most important thing isn't so much how you feel at any given time. It's that you just, tomorrow you get up and you just take another step. And I know you guys have that. That's that's the key. That's how you get there is you just keep walking at it. So um, I'm just, again, couldn't be more appreciative of you guys. Uh, joining in. It's just indicative of how the group is growing uh, more capably rather than just getting huge. Um, And I I think that that's what needed to happen, and I think that that's absolutely what is happening. It's exciting. Awesome. All right, you guys. Mike and Sarah from Kansas, licking their wounds a little bit, but uh, you keep your eye out on Kansas. It's happening here, folks, and these guys are going to be a big part of it. Awesome. All right. Thanks, guys. Yep. All right. Um, what happened to Pete? 
we need to get Pete back on the line. All right, I got Glenn Keeling. Um, and, you know, Glenn keeps standing up as a, a glaring example of what we need more of in our organization. Uh, Glenn and I share a kindred spirit of, of just standing up no matter what, you know. And I, I hadn't told the story of my case to anybody recently, but um, I'm working on a project down in Calexico right now for a company that has uh, got a license, and I'm helping them build out a, a lab. And um, I'm walking into it with my knowledge and experience, and, uh, you know, we've had struggles because there's so many experts out there that know everything, and um, when you tell them, here's what's likely going to happen if you do this or that, and they're like, oh, no, 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 we got this, and they got numbers, and spreadsheets and crap, um, you come to find out that, um, you know, there's there's certain things that are, certain things that are important and certain things that are real. And um, the topic came up of, you know, where we came from and, you know, how long you've been here, what brought you to this. And I started telling them the story about my case. And during the whole story of this case, um, it wasn't about being right or wrong. It wasn't about, well, it was about being right, but it was more about being willing to just stay the course and to not give up. And that was one thing that I guess uh, I was never blessed with was with the gene to give up. Um, if I've ever dug in on something, you you can bet yourself that I'll I'll keep going till the last till the last sell I got, and that's just how it is. So Glenn has got the same sort of thing in him, and I, I, I can sense it. And, you know, his wife Peggy is, is uh, fragile and frail, and, and, and she's dealing with uh, physical ailments. And I, I watch Glenn have enough strength and courage to, to stand up for the both of them. And Peggy's a good woman, and I know she's going to stand by her man. Um, but I know that there's been plenty of times, um, you know, plenty of times when, when it's already come kind of to the place where I don't know if we can do this anymore. And, um, you know, Glenn's the kind of guy that'll, that'll just toe the line and keep, keep going. But not only that, the, the important part about this, again, it, it comes down to, um, it comes it comes down to compassion. Glenn is a compassionate man, and, and he sees somebody else that has a case, and he's willing to, while he's going through this himself, he's willing to reach out and, and help help the next person. And we had a, a couple of people over the week that reached out to us through the website or, or one way or another and expressed um, a need for help. And one of the things that we do first is say, look, we want to help you, we will help you, but we're not going to just hand you a bunch of money, and we're not going to just hand you a lawyer, but we'll help you help yourself. And that's what happened when, when Pete and, I mean, when Glenn and Peggy came to us. And these guys did. They reached up and they grabbed onto our arm and they pulled themselves up. And now that they're standing on, on dry land a little bit, they've made some victories. they still got a ways to go. Um, but they're out there helping out the next guy. And that's, again, what makes this organization 
in my opinion, the greatest one there is. I don't know of any organization that does the things we do. You know, we're not just raising money to give to somebody. We're not just uh, collecting signatures. We're not just asking people to do stuff. We're doing stuff, and it's happening daily, and it's happening in so many ways. And 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 just from picking up the phone and listening to somebody who's going through a, a, a horrific experience and, and just being willing to to listen, to getting in your car and taking a day off of whatever it is you were going to do and go sit in court for another man, another woman, another child, um, and and so much more. So anyways, um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm waxing poetic today, I guess, a little bit. But Glenn is a good man, and uh, I'm honored to uh, be his friend and his comrade, and, and uh, welcome to the show, my brother. Hey, man, Joe, Ralph, thank you very much. That that was wow. <laughs> speechless. Thank you very much for that. Um, yeah, tomorrow we... Um, <laughs> um, tomorrow we are headed to Perrysburg, Ohio. There's a case uh, this going just started um, with a lady there. Um, don't know much the detail, but do know that she is uh, facing cannabis charges. Um, and regardless of what the, the charges is cannabis, is plant, nobody should go to jail for it, period. Um, but we're going to, Joe, you're right, we, we've got our case that we're going through, which is a first pretrial coming up on November 21st at 930 Mercer County, Ohio. But, yes, we're going to Perrysburg tomorrow to support um, this Laura in her case, we we go and, and do support for Darren and the four there in, in Toledo. Um, it, support it is huge, you know. And it, it, when we're done with our case, we're still going to continue to do this because this is what we do. You, you know, we, people need support. They need to have a friendly face when, when they turn around and look. That they need to have a friendly face there showing support. Not only that, the courts need to see that that person does have support because Joe will tell you, you want to lose friends, catch a cannabis case or any drug case, and you will be ghosted. Trust me on that. So people need friends. They need support. They need somebody there standing on their side. And that's just, you know, it's just what we got to do. We, we all have to come together and stand together. Um, Pete chapter in New York, solidarity uh, over separation, and that is absolutely true. We all have to stand together, uh, solid, solid together. We are strong, and that's just all it is. Education is another big key, and, and so, man, activists, listen, everybody that can hear my voice, stop asking for legalization. God damn, you're an idiot if you're asking for legalization. I hate that word. I hate that word. Damn, I, people, you have no idea what you're doing when you're trying and asking for legalization. Look, we're facing legalization here in Ohio. Peggy and I are looking at 56 years of legalization. Thank you. And it's not just here in Ohio. It's every state that has some kind of legalization form or another, people are still going to jail still. Or if, and, and you know what? Sometimes now that legalization's around, the time's worse. 
what you we need to start focusing on the big word that we need to start replacing the legalization with is decriminalizing decriminalizing period start saying that word um because being complicit uh, uh, to being allowed to have something as adults it, we we've got to stop that we got to stop being happy with being allowed and that's exactly what legalization does is it it allows adults to be adults uh joe I thank you and the Human Solution, man. You guys are, we're, we, we are a great organization, man, and, and I am so glad to be part of this because it, it, so much support from so many people, and it's amazing, and it's awesome. And, and uh, Pete and Helen, thank them so much for, for being the people they are and doing what they do. You and Liz for doing what you guys do, man. <clears throat> thank you a lot for this organization. Um, again, you know, we need people to reach out to us uh, so we can help. Where we don't know that something's going on. Oh, I know, buddy. No thanks needed. But I, I like thanking you because I like having you around. You're, I like having you around, Pete. You're a good guy. Uh, you know, I, I just we, you know, together you got we got to stop legalizing and, and come together, come together and support one another, and, and and strong, stay strong. Well, I couldn't agree, I couldn't agree more. And uh, you know, we're we're getting some victories, and we're going to keep getting victories. And the key is again, we got to stay the course to the end. And, Absolutely. you know, that's the answer. And, and when you guys are over your case and you're able to focus your attention on this end game, I'm going to feel so much stronger because most of the time, and I mean so much, 90, I don't know what the real numbers are, but the amount of people that we have helped and fought for and, and helped to <clears throat> get their freedom, even after they got out of prison, the amount of people that have stayed the course and helped us is less than 5%, way less than 10%, but probably less than 5%. There's just a handful of people that, in spite of all of the efforts that we've put, in spite of the victories, um, that, that, that do. But you know what? There's two sides that are the most powerful. The one side is the people that have stayed the course and won and keep fighting because we have – all the experience of the fight, we know what it's like. We have empathy and sympathy at our beck and call when needed. And just as important, I don't think quite as powerful, but just as important, maybe more powerful because they don't have the PTSD that we have, but the people that have never had to go to jail, the people that have never lost their freedom and they still fight and care. The ones that are fighting in the middle of it, as much as you have the passion and the, you know, you need to direct your attention at you, and you can't help everybody else the same because you've got to keep that attention on you. You can't help anybody else until you're out of this. So I can't wait till you get on this side of the wall with, the, you know, your energy, and, and I know what it's going to be like when you're when you got your freedom back. Right on. You know, I, I want to keep also keep in mind because when we're through with this, you know, you know, the big thing is it. The fight is never over, you know. 
even when we get, you know, all 50 states, the entire United States on a, a complete decriminalization, you know, the key thing about our organization, though, is called the Human Solution International because there's always going to be a human solution that's going to need to be solved or supported. So we're always going to be here. We're always going to be part of this organization as long as there's humans that need some kind of support for any kind of thing. We're in this for the long haul, not just for cannabis, but for the whole thing. And, I mean, it, it's just, you know, when you when you stop and think and you say the name and you think about what the actual name stands for, Man, it, it's a it's a pretty powerful, you know, when you think about it on that aspect. It, it is a powerful thing, you know. We're humans, Human Solution International. There's always going to be something. Cannabis now, when we get it decriminalized, sex slaves. I mean, we can work on it all together, but there's always going to be something. You know what I mean? Exactly. Until we finally create that world that we want. And that's, you right know, up, that's right what up. it all boils down to is, you know, thinking about what it is that we want, identifying it, looking at it as a goal instead of just some, whoa, I wish it was this way. Remember the old hope and change days. Well, what the hell did that really mean? You know, it, 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 we never had a specific goal. We never had it. And here we are. Now we're going to make it great. Well, what does that mean? You know, why don't we identify specifically what we want and make it so? That's what we're here to do. We're here to make it so. Right on, right on. Listen, people, if you need help and you're in our area and you close, or you don't have to be close, just reach out to Creative Care Beacon, the Ohio chapter of the Human Solution International, or you find Peggy Sue Kimmel or myself, Swain Keeling, on Facebook, or send me a message, you simply call to by 419-863-0498. Excellent. Now, I, I, I'm going to have to interrupt you for a second because we just went through this whole thing and you didn't bother to bring up your call to action that we have for you. So why, I, I know you're busy helping everybody else, so why don't we help you as well? I, we've got a call to action on the website. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it? <laughs> uh, it it's, uh, we, we go November 21st. Um, it, it's a pre-trial. Uh, 9.30 in the morning. I, I'm pretty much sure what we're going to do is we're going to go sit in the rotunda again, let the attorneys go and do whatever they're going to do and come and give us another court date. But if you guys want to come and support us, I mean, that man, that's an awesome thing. It is in Salina, Ohio. Um, Peggy will post the address. I think it's 101 North Main Street, and that's Salina. Salina, Ohio. Um, yeah, we're a year now, we're a year, just a little over a year into this case that, you know, should have been a ticketable offense of $150. But not even that, but uh, cannabis should not be even going through it. Um, but, yeah, it's November 21st. Um, we're looking at <clears throat> decades if convicted of the charges that they have us charged with. Um, <clears throat> and for Peggy or I... Um, with her MS and at the stage that she's at now, um, it's a life sentence for either one of us, and that's just the way it is. Um, <laughs> decades um, for cannabis. Uh, it, it, but we've got 25 
people here in the United States serving life sentences. And that's just ridiculous. But yes, please come out and support us if you can. If you can't, the phone number is posted there with the uh, call to action. Please give the prosecutor and the courts a call and let them know that, look, cannabis, how dangerous really is it and what are you doing with this case? We would really appreciate the support. Um, But again, you got to reach out for us to support you too. It's so true, so true. All right, Glenn and Peggy Keeling, uh, always a pleasure, and uh, look forward to talking to you tomorrow on the on the regular call. Yes, sir. Thank All you. right, um, we got up next uh, Pete Yapel and Tom Corby is on the line, so uh, I want to thank everybody for their thoughts and uh, this man. This is a man that we need. Uh, whole, and we need him out there on the field again. We got a lot of work to do. Um, we got about half an hour left, and I've got two or three hours worth of shit to talk about. But I'll just mention a couple of things. Um, this is a case that is a little bittersweet to me because um, good people sometimes do shitty things. And shitty people sometimes do good things. And I wish I could understand it. Um, And I seek to understand things better than I do. And um, there are... we, We had a case, one of our members, and this is one of the things that, you know, has in the past caused rifts, but we we didn't let it happen this time, and we're not going to let it happen. Um, but we had uh, one of our members come to me and and tell me that uh, because of the behavior the, of one of our other members, that they were supporting in a you know in a case, and because of their political leanings and because of their you know statements they'd made regarding their political leanings that they just couldn't support them anymore. And this is a good person. And yet they told me that I'm not going to be able to support you, your your person anymore, because of how they are politically and how different it is from my politics. And I you know, explained how we're not a political group and it doesn't have anything to do with that. And, um, you know, I said, you know, it's your choice, though. We all choose... We all choose to do what we want to. If somebody comes to us for help, we let people know about it. If you have a case that's involved cannabis, I'm not going to judge if you're a nice person or an asshole. I'm not going to judge if you've done other bad things to people. I'm not going to judge your political bent. I am not going to judge you at all. What I'm here to judge is our societal statement that cannabis somehow gets to be a crime. I'm not cool with that. That's why I'm here. And any time that somebody gets accused of being a criminal because they chose to use this plant, I'm going to stand up and say, whoa, that's not cool. 
And I have, in many cases, stood up for people that as soon as their case was over, I walked away, screw you, you're an asshole. But it wasn't about that. And it never will be. This is about the core. This is about human rights. This is about civil liberties. This is about the thing that is the reason why we're a damn country and not just another colony. Okay? And so we had this conversation and and, and we we parted ways knowing that you know, we respected each other deeply and care for each other and, you know, was big enough to agree to disagree. But the truth is we all have a right to support somebody or not. But we as an organization will support you if you have a cannabis case, period. Now, there have been cases that I've supported that were cannabis cases that I didn't find out to the last second also was a heroin case. And I wasn't happy about that. But I would have supported the cannabis side of it regardless. I don't like being lied to, though. I didn't like finding out once I was watching the evidence be presented because that wasn't the case that was sold to me. But it didn't mean that I wouldn't have supported it. I would have just been honest about what I thought about the heroin. I'm not an advocate of heroin. I'm not an advocate of any drug. I'm an advocate of our rights to do with our bodies anything we want to, as long as it doesn't hurt anybody else. I'm an advocate of free will. I'm an advocate of liberty. And if you want to stick substances in your body, have at it. It shouldn't be a crime, no matter what is happening, as long as nobody's being harmed by it. So, a little bit later on, a month or so later, I get a message And this message is about this person's son. And I'm going to post this on our call to action. And I'm going to encourage you, everybody who's here listening, to go to our call of action and find what I post because there's a kid who's locked up in prison in Colorado. I think it's the county jail. And it's for a cannabis DUI where there's no cannabis involved. And the story was told on the show. I'm not going to reiterate it, but you could find it in the archive and listen to it. Um, And I'm going to put out this. Anybody who goes to our call to action and follows it, writes a letter to this kid, takes a picture of that letter, puts it in an envelope, takes a picture of them sticking it in the mailbox or the mail guy picking it up and sends it to me, I'll send you a Human Solution T-shirt for the act. And the reason I'm willing to go that far to do that is to demonstrate that this is not about the person. It's not about the kid. The kid doesn't know us. We've never even met him. It's not about the person who, again, agrees to disagree willing to walk away from supporting one of our people, but then to turn around in the next breath and ask ask us to support her son. And yes, of course we will. Yes, of course we will, because it's not about any of us. It's about all of us. 
So hopefully we can keep that together and realize that when we stand up and lock arms and put our political differences aside, put our ego differences aside, put all of our humanity bullshit differences aside and say, you know what, I don't really like you too much, but I'm willing to stand with you and let's get this done so we can all get back to our lives. I don't know, maybe things will be better. So I believe in leading by example, and I'm going to lead by this example. I'm going to write a letter to this kid and introduce myself, and I'll get a (laughs) T-shirt. So anyways, that's that. Um, One more little story, and then I'm going to turn the rest over to the two callers. I've actually gotten through a lot of my uh, little points here. Um, Remember this, people. Saying ain't doing. I don't know how many people come to me and tell me about ideas. I saw this. You know what we could do? You know what you should do? You know what we should do? You know what? Blah, blah, fucking blah. Okay? We need to have a meeting. We need to talk about this. Let's plan this. Let's blah, 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 blah. I'm sick of it. What I want to do is let's sit down and have a strategy conference and let's make a plan. Let's make a specific goal and let's say here's our objective. Here's how we're going to get it. Here's step one, step two, and let's do it. That's all I'm looking for, a couple people. That's all I want to ask somebody trying to call. Blah, 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 more blah, blah, blah. Anyways, put up with the bleeping. I'm sorry. This is what happens when we have a, a studio that is my back bedroom converted to an office, converted to a warehouse, converted to a radio studio and a landline. Um, one day we'll have a little more complicated than that. Anyways, I can't because if that's what you have to say to me, please just keep it inside. Don't even talk. I don't want to hear what you can't do and why you can't do it. I really don't. There's so much that can be done, and I watch the people that do things and they overcome and they make it happen regardless of what. If you're not in that league, that's fine. There's plenty of other things to do and plenty of other people to do it with, and this group can be helped in many ways without you hanging out here in this A-team. And I don't mean to be exclusive, but I mean to be truthful, and that's just how it is team that I'm putting together, I need commitment, I need focus, I need willingness, and we will end prohibition. This I can assure you. So let's raise up, let's find it, dig inside and find it. It's there. Trust me, it's there. And let's step up and let's make this thing happen so we can all go hang out and go fishing or do whatever or leave each other alone. Whatever. Let's have that freedom because we don't have to worry about cannabis anymore. All right, I'm going to flip in my coin here. Tom Corby's on the line, and I want to hear what he has to say, but my guess is if he's on the line, he'll stay on the line. So Pete Yapel is going to come on. Now, Pete and Helen Yapel just uh, flew all the way out to my place in New York and spent three, four days with me, and um, it was quite a joy. And we just got to work together. It just dropped into our our world, and we just kept going the way we do. Um, 
and we got to to work together and get to know each other a little bit more. And uh, I tell you what, um, this is part of that A team. Um, we've got Pete and Helen and Glenn and Peggy and and a handful of us are, um, you know, just committed to this end game. And I'm looking forward to really creating this plan together with you guys. Pete, welcome to the show. Um, as always, a pleasure. Hey, Joe, it's so glad to be here. I wish I was sitting there with you still. Um, <laughs> <that was> <laughs> Honestly, brother, uh, I, I want to apologize to everybody for taking up so much of Joe's time last week, and then uh, the two of us just getting involved. <laughs> two of us just getting involved while I was there, and we didn't do a special show or anything. Uh, I do want to apologize for uh, uh, for that, first of all. Um, but I've been listening, Joe, and honestly, and, and I'm going to say this with every, and, and you know me, I, I don't say things without conviction. And I'm saying this with every bit of conviction that I have in my bones. I have always been asked why I haven't ever thrown my head, my hat into the political arena, and my answer has always been, I am a different person than I was yesterday. I was a different person than I was five years ago, and I was de- I'm definitely a different person than I was 10 years ago. So what my life was five years ago, 10 years ago, or even yesterday doesn't matter to me. Um, but after listening and after this election and after all of the – uh, uh, people didn't vote conscience. People didn't vote let's make real change. People voted hate. People voted hate for a government that's in system. Uh, and, and when you vote for hate that's a government and system, if you still don't vote for the right candidate, you don't do the right thing. So today I will say on your show that in two years from now, I'll either be running for president or four years, I'll be running for governor. Now, do I have a snowball's chance in fucking hell? Absolutely not. I have no chance whatsoever. But what I can say is this, that everybody that listens to your show, everybody that listens to my show, everybody that sees you out talking and, and enjoys your product, everybody that sees me out there, they will learn that this means business. I can. I, the only way to end prohibition is for us to get involved. We can't sit back any longer and wait for others to be able to get in there and make a difference. It's time for us. We're 60% of America. Let's rise. I don't care what people hear about me. I don't care the disgusting stories you might hear about my previous marriage and how terrible a human being I was or, or whatever else because all that smut comes out whether it's true or not. But what I will say is, I'm tired of other people. Sorry, I got a truck driving by me. <laughs> uh, I'm tired of other people making decisions for me. I am sick and tired of having to. I, uh, yesterday, I spent six hours. Yesterday, I spent six hours of my day sitting with two people that want to get off of heroin. Okay, they want to stop taking this drug because it's killing them. I sat with a mother who cried while these two people sat there. And I have to treat them. I have to get them off this. But the only way I can do it is illegally. Let's be realistic. We cannot get people that are on heroin off of a drug that they like to get high with because these two are not medical patients. These two are just young people that, that, that in this crazy world of 
What? When I was young, we smoked pot, we drank beer, we tripped a little bit. We did some, you know, yeah, heroin was around, you know, uh, you know, speed was around, uh, you know, but, but they were for the drug addicts, you know what I mean? They were the drug addicts. They were the terrible people. Well, guess what? Now we're making those terrible people, and we aren't doing anything to solve it. So it's time for people like me, people like everybody else that listens to the show. If you're an activist, you want to make a change, let's make noise. Let's do something different. This is different. Yeah, we had some people run in, in states that are pro-cannabis. I'm not pro-cannabis, people. I am cannabis is a fucking blade of grass in my yard. So I will fight for it like that every single day of my life from now until the day that I fucking die. So I think everybody has to understand that this is to a point of importance where the only way something will get done is if we really make a stink. And unfortunately, you guys are going to see all this crap out there now for me because I've been Googling all day what i got to do to get my name into the political arena. I will be putting my name into the political arena. I will ask for everybody's support. Even if you don't live in my state, please. Please do all you can to share. I live in, in, in a state where fucking Mario Cuomo's de- demonic son now has another four years here because people were afraid to vote. And not only that, we have New York City here in New York. You have to remember, they make all our decisions. We can vote however we want. We can be in fights on Facebook all we want. We and our decisions are made by the people that live in the city of New York which is, encompasses one-tenth, if, if that, of our total mass of fucking uh, a state. And sorry for my language, but I'm so pissed off. This son of a bitch only won New York City, and that's how he won the election. You can't win a fucking city, for Christ's sakes, and, to, and, and govern a state. I'm getting tired of it, and that's where I stand, Joe. And I, I'm sorry for rambling, but you know me when I get excited. <laughs> No, no, your your passion is uh, unparalleled, and you know, I like I said, if we had somebody to support, and if you're willing to announce your intention to run, then let's build a machine. Let's let's make it happen. You know, there's nothing. No, I'm being honest. I'm being a hundred percent honest when I say this this time. I, I I mean it. I'm going to do everything I can because I can't sit back and make let other people make my decisions any longer there are far too many of us and i'm just talking about us us human beings in this world that are every single day kept down not heard not a part of anything and as if you're not a part of the oligarchy you're not a part of anything here and we have to change that and people say all the time oh well how can we change we have the greatest voter turnout in centuries yeah but still only 12 percent of the people voted i mean oh that's a huge accomplishment isn't it come on now if you have the right to vote don't vote or don't bitch period I mean, that, that's the end of the day. If, 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 12, if we're allowing 12% of the people in this country to make our decisions, who are we to say anything? Well, tell me, uh, how did Larry Sharp do? How, what, what kind of numbers did he get? Well, he didn't, he didn't do great. He came in like third or third, but, but let, me, let me tell you something. Again, it became a whole thing. This is what happened in the state of New York, and it happened all over the country. 
Larry Sharp had an incredible platform to truly change the state of this state. What people did was said, well, he's a third-party guy. He ain't got a chance. Uh, I'm voting red or I'm voting blue, whatever their you know, thought was. And that's what happened. I mean, not for nothing, the, the Republican, Mark Molinari, he's been a mayor since he was 19, uh, you know, his youngest mayor, and da-da-da. Well, you know what that tells me? That tells me the man's a career politician. That tells me he has zero, zero of my values or thoughts in mind. If you're a politician, you don't think like a human. You think like a politician. If you're a human, you think of the other humans. And Larry Sharp was a human. And that's, so that's the shit. That's the... Uh, the shame in, uh, you know, in him not getting elected or, or representing us. But what I have to say in, in, his, in what, what, uh, something about Larry that's impeccable was when he spoke at the end. And he said at the end, uh, you know, when he conceded, of course, he, he said, what, what have I left for you? Everything that you brought to me. Every idea and thought and change you wanted in this state is out there because I visited all 62 counties. I heard everybody, and I talked to the people, unlike the rest of these candidates. And unfortunately, that doesn't have value with Americans anymore. And, and that's a shame, man. They, 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 vote for, they vote out of all the crap they hear. And I don't care if you like Donald Trump or you don't like Donald Trump. Why vote for somebody just because they're not in the same party for them if they're going to screw your state up? I just had this is what I don't understand. With a cook. I just had an argument with a cook today at work for the same thing because he voted Democrat because his wife told him to. I said, <laughs> really? Because your wife told you to. Hey, listen. My, my wife tells me a lot, and I have to do it. But how to vote? She ain't got a goddamn say that. No. <laughs> Hey, I want to you know, thank you, I, Joe, I and that, thank you, Liz. Maybe that. Hey, listen, I really want to. I, go ahead, is go educate people, not just to inspire people to do this, but to educate people on 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 how to do it. You know, how to be thoughtful with with what you're going to put your attention at. If you're going to go to the poll, uh, maybe how to research, how to you know, there's maybe there's there's a lesson in this for us. On how to educate people correctly, how to how to craft our raise people up to be educated. Remember, our founding fathers realized that most people were going to be dumbasses and not vote in a in an educated way. That's why we have the electoral college. And I wish I could say they're not right, but you know we don't have to be that way. We we have the ability to raise ourselves up to any. Uh, intellectual level that we seek to, and maybe that's on us. Maybe that's what we need to do is wake them up and teach them how to pay attention and, and, and how to make an educated choice and, and put your free will to it and a little thought. Absolutely. And, and, and listen, I, I heard a lot of crap about Trump's speech today and what Sessions leaving and all that, and everybody's all up, yay, Sessions is leaving. Listen, they brought an idiot that's as, as bastardizing to marijuana <laughs> as he calls it, because anybody in politics that calls cannabis marijuana is against it, period. And when, when the word marijuana is used in the political field, it's a bad word. Um, so this guy's this, this guy just as bad. So don't jump in, up and down because Sessions is gone. That ain't going to make a goddamn difference. But the, but, the, but the people that 
got all over Trump for the way he expresses himself, for people that get all over Trump for the way he expresses himself, I should say, and the way he comes off, he's a New Yorker for Christ's sake. Have you listened to me talk for? I mean, if you listen to me talk for five minutes, put some orange or listen to my wife, right? Yeah, right. Some freaking hair on us. You're hearing the same thing. It, why? Because we don't care. Wait, listen. We have coddled feelings for so long. We've been politi- politically correct for so they long. They created nothing but a bunch of pansy asses in the process. Right. So what we have to do now is grab a hold of our big boy or our girl, girl panty, big girl panties, pull them up, take it on the chin when you're being a wussy, and freaking let's get this shit together. Yeah, I mean, we're together. again, we're a fat, lazy, drug addicted society by design. It isn't yeah. by choice. Is by design. They made us fat, lazy, and and we fell into it. That's right. So let's do this. Let's elect a president. Let's elect a governor. And 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 listen. Let's put it this way: the presidential elections in two years. So there's my hat. Anybody that wants to support me, I'm gonna fill out the I'm gonna fill out the paperwork this week. I am gonna start the petitions, and I'm gonna run for president of the United States. There we go. I love it. Well, finally, we've got somebody I can actually get behind. So we'll go from, we'll take it from there, and and we'll uh, we'll learn from the journey, and and uh, you know, hopefully, we'll 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 get some victory. All right, you guys, hey, we're running out of time. I always appreciate you being here, and I love the New York way. Um, you know, I come from Pansy Ass, California, but I don't act like the Pansy Ass California. <laughs> <laughs> So, anyways, I I I, I definitely um, I, I I can identify with where you're coming from. That's for sure. All right, always Amen. a pleasure. I can't wait to see you guys again in person. You are absolutely a delight to be with and be around, and um, glad to have you as part of the family, both of you. Absolutely, peace and love to our uh, to the family out there and the whole Human Solution family. Everybody, you need me, reach out eight four five five two two. Three one six two. Follow it. Find us on Facebook at. Uh, find us on Facebook at uh, uh, Cannabis uh, Country or Solidarity uh, Over uh, Separation, uh, the Human Solution International. Uh, I forgot to pay my bill of that. For uh, Mark. <laughs> I probably didn't. Uh, I'm on my way back right now. Uh, I probably I just forgot to pay my bill for dinner. Uh, <laughs> thank God Helen works there. <laughs> I'm not president yet, so I can't get away with that. <laughs> All right. All right. Peace, everybody. It's been a blessing. Thank you. Absolutely. All right. So that's Pete Yapel again, Solidarity Over Separation Chapter of the Human Solution in New York. Um, I got one announcement to make. Today I approved the graphics for every single one of our chapters um, is getting a new banner. So. <laughs> Uh, we've got it ordered. We got the graphics done. So, if you are part of a Human Solution chapter, uh, there will be a new banner in your future. So, hopefully, you like the designs. We we uh, actually Becca Nichols um, put most of the work into the design of them, and uh, I think they're cool. It's a new a new look to the to the to the banners. It's got our new logo on it, and. Um, Everyone has a unique little characteristic that I think uh, exemplifies uh, each of the each of the chapters. So, 
All right, we're coming to the close here. We got George Martirano and Tom Corby to close it down. So uh, George Martirano, longtime friend of the show, I met George when he was languishing in federal prison, um, and we have been uh, friends ever since. When George got out uh, about a little more than a year ago, um, he I was out in Rhode Island on a business trip, and uh, he drove I don't know six or seven hours. Uh, to come up and meet with me, and we hung out for like an hour, and then he went back. But I got to smoke a joint with George, uh, one of my heroes. This is a man who uh, was incarcerated, languished in prison for more than 30 years, and rather than being beat up and destroyed and bittered and and, and just turned into a, a lousy human being, he, he carried himself with dignity, as, as all of the great leaders of the world have done, uh, if you look at most of the modern great people in the world, they've all gone undergone some tremendous hardship and used it to um, to mold themselves, to forge themselves, to become better and stronger, and to not be broken by it. And uh, George exemplifies this, and he's getting himself up and out of it now. And I, I I'm proud to be standing with him, and I uh, look forward to coming seeing his new shop that's coming up out in Philly. And uh, welcome to the show, my friend George. George Martirano, you there? Oh, man, you got a terrible signal. Can't hear you. You there? George? George Martirano. All right, Mary. Maybe I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Tom and but Mary, if you can uh, put him over to the green room for a second and see if you can get him on the line. I think he's not. Um, I think he's not got the uh, the phone to his ear. Anyways, there's two minutes left in the show. We can go long, but if he falls off, he won't be able to call back in. So if you can. Mary, if you can get him into the screening side back, perfect. Thank you. All right, Tom Corby up next. Uh, Tom, you are a legend among Human Solution members, and uh, tell me you're feeling a little better, please. Uh, I want to thank Joe and Coffee Party Radio Show, George Monterano, Becca, Mary, and all those on the front line come together volunteering to be the solution to end prohibition and free all our POWs. I want to thank all the folks out there, Joe, for the evening thoughts. Uh, I spent five days in the hospital, and I think that the five days in there has helped heal my ruptured disc in my back. I want to thank you also, Joe, for sending the meds, the, the oils, and the, uh, the the rubs that I'm sure are helping to heal my wound. Uh, I want to mention this brace that I have for people. So many people have lower back pain. And this this uh, Dr. Ho, H-O, you can Google it. This is not only a belt. It's a brace, and it's, it, it, it also does traction. 
And when you put this belt on, you you pump it up with air, and it actually holds your back together, and it's helped heal my back. Okay. So I just want to mention that, yeah, to the folks out there that have back problems, and you can use this throughout the day, and it'll help you. And yeah, Frank, Frank and Ann's right here. Wants to say hello. Hey, Joe. Hey, Frank. How's it hey, going? Hey, uh, Tom. I don't know if you heard, but you guys got a new band coming. We got a new what coming? I says the the NorCal Human Solution Chapter has a brand new banner coming to you. <laughs> oh, oh, that's great. Oh, we can. Yeah, it's a new design. I think you're gonna love it. Um, Becca designed it, and it's got a, a. It's it's not just a generic banner. It's got some real character to it. I think you're gonna like it. What else are we gonna? Great. Oh, that's great. Then we'll we'll have two banners. I just sent it to yeah, order today, awesome. so it should be coming in uh, in a few days, and then I'll send it off to you as soon as oh. I get it. All right. Did you send it to me? I will. Uh, I was just asking if you sent it to me. That, okay, that's oh, fine. No, I'll pick it up. It they just went to the printers today, so they'll be they'll be ready oh. probably three four days. So you tell me where to send it. I will. You send it to my my box, Joe. We're good. Okay, I'll bring we'll it up it. personally. Yeah. I made you an offer. I could stand with that. I don't. If I come up to see you right now, I'd have to go up there and be back in a day. It'd be really harsh. But I could bring you down here for a few days. Just saying. <laughs> uh, it's always nice to have you. It's good to hear today that uh, Jeff says has resigned. So I think that's going to give us a better opportunity to fight the war against cannabis. Okay, well, uh, I won't take any more time today. I want to thank you all, and uh, always don't forget to breathe. You sound sound better today than I've heard you in a while, so just keep doing what you're doing. That's all I can say. Okay, well, and I appreciate all all the thoughts and prayers and and hanging on from day to day. Okay, well, thank you all today, and uh, don't forget to breathe. And, uh, maybe time. <laughs> All right, time. Uh, time, time to bring in Willie. All right, you got it. I'm going to check and see if George is here again. All right, George Martorano, tell me you're here. George Martorano. Calling George Martorano. Please come to the front desk. All right, I don't know what happened, but uh, I it's on the record. We tried a couple of times. All right, George, well, we'll try again next time. Folks, I appreciate you being here. Remember, everything I said, I mean every single thing. And I, I might be a little harsh sometimes, but you know what? I've been locked up for this plant more than once, more than twice, more than three times. And you know what? That's reality. And I've had my stuff taken. And you know what? That's reality. I've had guns stuck in my daughter and my wife's head. You know what? That's reality. And so if you got your little feelings hurt over anything I've said, get pissed off. Maybe decide to do something. You don't have to do it for me. Do it for yourself. Do it for somebody else. Find some way to do something a little bit more. And why don't we just end prohibition? 
We'll see you all next week. Hi, I'm Willie Nelson, and the Willie Nelson Teapot Party and I endorse the human solution, supporting cannabis prisoners because no one should go to jail for a plant. You were always on my mind. You were always on my mind. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.